This episode is a continuation on the first episode called Your Body Communicates Through Symptoms. This is because I shared my healing journey so far and there's actually so much more to the story and especially after people listened to the episode and they still had certain questions and I realized that I didn't go deeper into how I followed my intuition on every single step of the healing journey and I need to explain that and there's so much more psychologically that I need to explain but also so many people have gut issues and they they want a little clearer understanding of what I did but it's so important to know that what I did you could not and should not do every step of the way because I followed the intuition for my body and your body is different. Of course, it's amazing to take in healing stories so that it plants seeds on maybe what your next step should be. But no two bodies are the same. So my step for step should not be your step for step because otherwise you're not using your intuition There are some important things to note. Number one is that what was so important to me is that I heal myself. That I am not going to a doctor for them to save me and for them to heal me. That's not something I want to outsource. So I worked with a naturopath just for her to order me some labs. But when I had a consult with her, her suggestions did not align with me. She told me to take an antibiotic for this certain bacteria and and everything in my body was like, no, I I will never take an antibiotic on my first chance. I will do these 10 or 20 other things first before taking antibiotic. So when she suggested that, I know we weren't in alignment. And so I, I didn't, I, I listened to her suggestions, but then I, but then I, I went to two other people that I respect and asked their opinions, then I had three full opinions, and then I did what felt right to me and for me, and what I felt was right. I did not listen to this one person that said, you should be doing this. I I sought three opinions, and then I chose what resonated with myself. So I have a very deep belief system that we can heal ourselves, because we have that intuition, we have that power. But our society teaches us that doctors are here to be our saviors. And this also deals with the topic of birth too. That women are taught that we need to go to a doctor to save us from labor. And they need to deliver our babies for us. And I just, I don't believe in any of that psychology or belief system. So I am trying to walk my walk right now and healing myself and doing what I think is right and not outsourcing this authority figure over my body. So it's something that I personally believe in so deeply and that doesn't have to be your case. Like you can go to a doctor and listen to them step for step if that's what feels good to you. But the biggest piece of my healing journey is that I am my authority. I did not outsource my authority. I did seek help and opinions when I felt 
it was very necessary. But even then I got multiple opinions and then followed what resonated with myself the most and then took the action based on what resonated with myself. So if you need a functional doctor or someone to tell you exactly what to do or what labs to order, of course, that you should do that. If that's what's right for you, you should do that. Obviously, I highly suggest a naturopath, a functional doctor, or a NTP, which is a nutritional therapy practitioner, or a RWP, which is a restorative wellness solution practitioner. These types of practitioners will be focused on the root issue, which is normally you know, gut issues or parasites. They won't say, oh, you have candida, and then we just need to treat the candida because there's always a root cause underneath the candida. Or, oh, you have a thyroid issue, let's just put you on medication for the thyroid. No, what is the root cause of your thyroid issues? These people will be focused on the root cause, and and if they're not, go to someone else because otherwise you'll just be putting a Band-Aid over your issues. So the type of practitioner you go to is so important. It's the person who wants to get to the bottom, to the root, and doesn't just say, hey, let's just put you on medication, and that's that. So for me, I pride myself on healing myself with seeking some help along the way, but this is what was so important to me, and that might not be important to you, and that's fine. But I'm, I'm just trying to walk the walk of my belief that I have the authority in me to heal myself and to trust my body and my body's healing and my body's innate power. So this is where my story is maybe different or unique. The next thing that's very important that I did not say on the previous episode is that I ask myself, if I was diagnosed with cancer today, what would I change? What would I do? Ask yourself that right now. If you were diagnosed with cancer today, what would you change? Most of us, we all know, we all have an answer. We know what we would do. We know what we would change. So I asked myself that question, not in fear, not in fear, but because when I ask that question, I get the truth of how I would be honoring my body. That's the truth is that most average Americans, they wait until their 50s or 60s when they're diagnosed with cancer to then change, to then honor their bodies. It is so important to me to not be an average American. I am wiser than that. I am smarter than that. I am not waiting until I'm 50 to be diagnosed with cancer to change my habits. I am not waiting until I'm 50 and diagnosed with cancer to honor my body the way it deserves to be honored. I do not want to be that person. And I have that power to change my habits right now today. I have the power to honor my body right now today. I personally don't think it's coming from fear. It's most people need that wake up call to get them in alignment with themselves. But I don't think you need that wake-up call. I don't think any of us need that wake-up call. 
that's what I believe. And so I refuse to be that person. And yes, doing what I do now does not guarantee that I won't get cancer or disease. There are no guarantees in life. If you do this, you are not guaranteed the safety of that. That is just fact. And I am very aware, very, very aware of that. But I can live with myself that I have honored my body this whole time. And if that still happens to me, that's fate. And there's still lessons there. And that's a whole other story. But I can live with that because I wouldn't have regrets. I wouldn't have regrets of, wow, okay, I should have listened 20 years ago when my body was telling me this one symptom and I ignored it. I don't want to deal with that guilt and I don't want to deal with that regret. And I'm very clear on that. It's also true that most average humans need to be so radically uncomfortable to change. I don't want to be that person. I want to be just a little bit uncomfortable and hear my body talk to me through these physical symptoms of bloating or skin itching and listen to it and, and know that that's uncomfortable enough. My body and my health doesn't need to hit the absolute floor in order for me to change. That is most people. That is average Americans. And I see it happening and I watch it, and I don't want to be that. So I am walking my walk. I am changing my habits right now. I am not waiting until I get the worst case scenario diagnosis to change because I am wiser than that. That is important to me, and this is a huge piece of my story. So I am living in alignment to my beliefs. I don't want to be an average American, so I'm not. I'm taking control of my body and my health now. I'm listening to the little, little pings of signs and symptoms from my body now. I'm not ignoring them. I'm not taking a pill and putting a band-aid on them. I'm taking these little symptoms and finding the root now, not waiting 20 years, not waiting 30 years. So ask yourself, If you got your biggest wake-up call right now, today, what would you change? And you can change it today. If if you want to honor your body, you can change it today or tomorrow. And nope, you don't have to do it overnight. You can do it one baby step at a time. That's the other piece of this story is that I followed my intuition every single step of the way. So what happened was, two years ago, almost to the exact day, it's the beginning of September right now, and I started my healing journey two years ago in August. And what happened to me is that my body didn't get too uncomfortable. I wasn't feeling so uncomfortable that I'm like, I have to change. That didn't happen. What happened for me is that I used to travel a lot and it was so hard to eat clean and all of that while I was traveling. So my travelings decreased. So I was like, okay, I have the time and the space to be home and to do all these good habits. So that's the first thing that I was like, okay, I have some, I'm not traveling as much, so I could do it right now. And then the second thing that happened was just this huge internal fire that was like, now is the time. 
I just felt it so deeply that now is the time. Just do it. Just hit the ground running. Do it. And so I did. I got that feeling. And about three days later, I started celery juice for the first day. I felt this insane inspiration. And so I started as soon as possible. And how I knew it was time was that I was so decisive. It was like, nope, now's the time. I'm doing it. And to me, that's intuition because it's, it's a knowing. And I didn't, my ego actually didn't even act up and say all these excuses. I can't, I just feel like my intuition let, started, started this healing journey for me because it was a knowing. It was like, now is the time. No excuses. Start now. And I did. And I'm so proud of myself. And I did have a friend that wanted to start that at the same exact time. So we did have each other accountable. We're like, okay, we're starting on Monday. Let's do it. That was how it started for me. And I truly believe it was my intuition. So how do you listen to your intuition on this healing journey? The way I explain it is that it's like a knowing or like a peacefulness within you. So say you keep hearing about mm, drinking bone broth. Like you keep hearing that and it's like planting seeds and it just keeps on planting seeds. You hear it everywhere and then one day you're just like, I'm just going to do it. To me, that's your intuition because it's give it's it's like a, your intuition is doing like a flashlight on the yellow brick road it guides you every little step of the way that's how i explain it and then it's also like a knowing yep i have to do that next it's a knowing that you can't really explain and what's funny is i started with celery juice and i did that for a year and a half so i did the medical medium way a little bit for a year and a half because that's what resonated with me. That's what I believed in. And so that's what I feel like my intuition was telling me to do. I had this knowing, I had this peacefulness, I had this resonating that, no, this is what I have to do. So I did it. And now it's changed. I don't really think the medical medium is fabulous in all ways I think it is great because it just tells you to eat way more fruits and vegetables which of course is healing and the path to healing but I didn't really eat that much fat and protein in that year and a half because I was vegan and doing medical medium and his perspective is that fat and protein feeds viruses and bacterias and I resonated with that and believed that back then now I don't And I can't explain that. I changed. And I think that is my intuition. I think I was meant to do celery juice. I was meant to do medical medium for that year and a half for whatever reason. And I did it because it resonated with me. But now I eat a lot of fat and protein. And now I don't even have the bloating. When I was doing the medical medium way, I had so much bloating. And that was from the celery juice, I think. But now that I'm eating so much fat and protein, I don't have bloating. So my current life experience of what I'm eating is kind of against the medical medium way. 
So things change. Your truth may change. I'm so proud of my truth changing. I think my intuition led me to the medical medium and then it led me out of it and into other things. And it's because I had an open mind to changing that maybe I was able to change. I don't know. I don't feel, I don't know. I don't feel that I, that I had control over my open mind. I just feel like my mind started opening and I didn't have control over it. And somehow it just opened to the idea that I need to eat meat now. And I didn't have control over that. And I think that's my intuition. And if I was rooted in my ego, I think I would have shut it down and said, nope, 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 no way. No, you're not eating meat. So if you want your healing journey to be led by your intuition, you just have to pay attention to the signs that the universe sends to you. Someone tells you to read this book or that book, or you come across an article, or you come across the same information in Instagram posts again and again and again, and you resonate with the information. There's a feeling in your body that says, huh, that's so interesting. I think I wanna learn more about that. So if you have gut issues like me, which I feel like most people do, and that's the questions I've received, is it's so important to do a stool test first. I actually waited so long after I started to do it, and I, and I wish I would have I done it from the start, and I, if I did, I would have been able to see the progress of my healing. But I actually only did a GI map stool test like a year and a half into my healing. And I actually said, oh, I'm just gonna do this for fun. And I got so many answers. I don't know, I don't know why. I, th- I think it's because my symptoms weren't that bad that I felt like I was already doing all the things for my gut. But doing that stool test helped me zero in on exactly what I needed to do. So please do a GI map stool test and most NTP practitioners or functional doctors can order you one. So when I did it, I learned many things. I learned that my body was not detoxing my estrogen and it was reabsorbing my estrogen. I learned that from a stool test. That's insane. So then, so now I'm taking a supplement that helps with estrogen detox. And also if you have high estrogen, you can eat a carrot a day, one raw carrot a day, and that helps detox estrogen. So I do that as well. I learned that I have a little bit of Giardia, which is a bacteria. Wait, or is it a parasite? <laughs> I sound stupid when I have to question that. But the naturopath told me to take an antibiotic for that, and that was a huge no Like from within me. I'm like, heck no, I am not taking an antibiotic for that. But other people's opinions was that if I dealt with the other things they found, the Giardia could just heal itself. So I'm taking that approach. I took that approach. But the big thing was that I had H. pylori, which is kind of common. I wouldn't say it's normal, but it is common. And I talked about that in the other episode. And I received some ways to heal that, but I chose the Matula tea. It's a tea from South Africa, and you drink it for 30 days straight. 
And I'm going to retest to see if it did get rid of it. Because if I retest and it did not get rid of it, I get my money back. So I kind of like their money back guarantee. And then there was like a few other things found. But those were the big ones. Oh, and candida, of course. But candida is not the root. I think things like H. pylori. And, and the stool test does not detect parasites. That's the thing is these tests do not detect parasites. Parasites are super, 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 super smart. And most of them go undetected. Okay? So 99.9% of you have parasites. That's just a fact. Cellcore, Cellcore is a really good company that has parasite protocols. It just has, it's, it's an amazing supplement company and it has parasite protocols. It has um, detox pathway protocols where if you want to detox, if you want to get rid of parasites, there are specific protocols and you can order straight from Cellcore. I highly suggest that. So getting a GI map stool test is so important. It will show you exactly what is going on. And I wish I did it right in the beginning, but I did that. I did it only like five months ago. And I'm going to retest soon to see what changed or what didn't change. Because then it will give me another roadmap on what I need to dial, dial in. Okay, back to the day one of when I'm like, okay, I'm healing, I'm detoxing. No excuses, I'm doing it. I started celery juice. I did the medical medium way of eating, detoxing, which is mainly just fruits and vegetables. It's not eating fat until afternoon. If you aren't already vegan, yes, it would be hard. So I don't know. I don't think you have to do it to heal personally. I think you just need to eat organic foods, whole, natural foods. You have to stay away from the most allergenic foods. You could get a food sensitivity test. I think the limitations with that is that food sensitivities tests, the, the foods that we're allergic to can change all the time. So I don't know that I believe in doing an actual test you pay money for a test because it can change so often and so fast. I personally believe in muscle testing. I explained this in the last episode. Google muscle testing and research it and watch videos. It's asking your body what it wants or doesn't want. I believe in muscle testing for food sensitivities and allergies because I have seen how constantly it changes. One week it says it's fine with corn. The next week it says it's not. So I believe in muscle testing for food sensitivities, but staying away from the top allergenic foods is so important. Stay away from wheat, all wheat. Stay away from corn, all corn. Stay away from sugar. Sugar feeds viruses and bacterias. Get away from table sugar, anything with added sugar. Yes, it's in everything. But there are these huge, big food categories that if you cut out soy, sugar, wheat, corn, those huge ones, you know, like high corn fructose syrup, I don't even know how to say it anymore because I, I, mean, I haven't read it on a label in like five years. I don't buy that stuff. <laughs> um, you need to stay away 
from these inflammatory foods. Because the best way to, to think about it is when you eat wheat or corn or honestly non-organic food that is sprayed with pesticides, these pesticides, say you eat broccoli that is non-organic, it's sprayed with pesticides. You eat the broccoli and then your body has an immune reaction to the pesticides. So just because you ate a healthy food, your body goes on the defense because of the chemicals it's coated with. So how could you heal when the food you're eating causes your body's immune system to react? Then your body's healing and immune system is trying to fight off those chemicals instead of dealing with the candida or dealing with the H. pylori. So the more you can eat organic, and I know it's more expensive, but I mean, that's why Trader Joe's is amazing, Costco. And yeah, there are problems with the USDA, USDA labels. There's, it's not a, once you get the label of a USDA, they don't really go back and check if you're doing all the safe practices. So it's not a 100% safe label. It is what it is. Obviously, no, no system's perfect and it's frustrating. But, or you can honestly pray and bless over your food. I believe in that way. Totally believe in that way. But this is why it's important to eat more local organic food. Is that you want to not cause your body to go into an inflammatory immune response by wheat, corn, the pesticides on food. Also, eggs and dairy could be inflammatory foods. So milk that has antibiotics in it from the farming industry, that can, that can cause inflammation in your body. So if you love milk, try to find a farmer with like raw, raw milk, unpasteurized milk. Those, those, are the, those are some options. Or try to find local farms that have eggs where the egg yolks are so dark and you know it's high quality. So I did celery juice, but I did have a really strict diet. And that's hard for some people, but you, you have to craft or you have to be very specific on which restaurants you can eat out at. You, when you eat more strict, you simply cannot eat out at any restaurant or many or often. That's just, it is what it is. If you are serious about healing, you just have to be okay with that fact. Also, if you go to parties where there's lots of different junk food and popcorn and all the things, eat before you go to the party. That's what I did. If you load up and get full before you go to the party, you will not be swayed as much. And it will be hard to say no. And it, it is hard, but it gets easier as you go. This is probably the hardest part of the healing journey because food is linked to our emotions so much. We get conditioned that food is our soother. As we, when we're a child and we are tantruming or really mad or upset, most of the times we're given a piece of food or a sucker or something to shut up. So we get taught at a very young age that when we're having big emotions, we need sugar or some junk food 
to soothe ourselves and to feel better. And that, that's how most of us are conditioned. And that just is what it is. So that's why we have to just find healthier alternatives to when you really feel like soothing yourself when your diet has to be strict. So for me, it's usually, I learned to, how to love fruit again. The medical medium diet told, taught me how to fall in love with fruit again. I started eating like honey crisp apples like once or twice a day and they're so thirst quenching. They're so thirst quenching, they're so good. So I started eating you know, mangoes and grapes and apples and bananas and all these things and it reignited how much I love fruit. But obviously I always love dark chocolate. So find a dark chocolate that you love that does not have much sugar or like added milk or soy. Most, I mean, if it has a little soy, it's just moderation. So the key to eating very clean is having a few healthy food or dessert options that make you feel balanced and sane. And it gets easier as it goes along. But right now, my dessert option is, it's so good. I love it so much. It's Cocoa June or Kalina coconut yogurt. It's full fat. There's no crappy additives. There's no sugar. I get the no sugar ones. You, the Kalina does have maple syrup, which isn't bad. That's an amazing option. It is expensive though. But Cocoa June is a cheaper coconut yogurt option. And it has no, no bad ingredients. It's so good. And to me, it's like, um, like a thick whipping cream kind of. And I put strawberries and granola and peanut butter on top. And it is amazing. That's my dessert. And I feel like it's dessert. So your opinion on dessert changes. But that's amazing. Another dessert option I have is frozen bananas you put them in a blender with one other fruit like mango or raspberry with a little bit of water with a little bit of lime juice you want to not put a lot of liquid because then when you blend it it needs to be super thick like ice cream so it's like a banana ice cream and it's fabulous it's amazing and that's dessert to me i'm just eating bananas and raspberries but it feels like dessert. So what happens is your ideas of dessert or change, they, they do change. If I really want like a comfort meal, I go to this restaurant that's a gluten-free restaurant and I get their cheese bread. And so it's gluten-free like focaccia bread with cheese on it and I dip it in marinara. And that's a meal that I have if I wanna feel like I'm living but it's still gluten-free. I'm eating dairy, but I can easily handle dairy like once or twice a week. So you just find your foods that make you feel like you can stay sane and balanced. Honestly, finding these new foods that feel like dessert when it's just fruit, it's fun to me. Like it, for me, it never felt like a burden. Like the most burden and suffering it felt like is when you have to go to a restaurant when there's no options for you that sucks and then probably like being at a super bowl party with 
a crowd of people that don't eat the same as you. But to be honest, I hang out with people that eat very similarly to me. So Super Bowl parties that I go to have non-corn tortilla chips with guacamole and I can eat all the things. And it's amazing. I am, it's amazing. So start finding friends that eat the same as you and then you have parties and you eat all the same foods and it's super fun. And so I actually don't feel like I ever deal with this problem anymore. But maybe that just means I'm lucky. I don't know. I'm going to take one step back and explain that when you have an immune response, when you eat a food that you are allergic to, you don't always get a symptom. You don't always get a stomach ache. You don't always get hives. So if you eat non-organic food, it just means like all of your white blood cells go on the defense and they're working really, really, really hard for you and you don't necessarily feel it. It's not like, oh, I feel an immune response in my body when I eat non-organic food. No, it's like being around someone that has the flu and you don't know it and, your bo- and the flu cells go into your body. You don't feel the immune response the second the flu cells go in your body. That's not how it works. Your immune system is working and you don't even know it. We don't feel it until maybe the immune, the immune response is actually so taxed that it's struggling. And then we have a cough and we develop symptoms. But your, your immune system was working the days prior before you even got symptoms, but you didn't know. And then I'm going to take one more step back and say the no foods of wheat, corn, soy, sugar, I personally don't include fruit in this category. I think fruit is from the earth and we all need fruit. Fruit is healing. But I also know a lot of people who believe that you should treat it as earth's candy and not eat it all the time. But the medical medium says there's, you should never limit fruit. So with with fruit, just go based off of what you think or feel or your intuition. I will never, ever, ever criticize a person that eats a lot of packaged food for eating a banana. Never. That is, if that's the only whole natural food they get into their diet, that is amazing. Also with the diet, it's up to you whether you want to follow clean eating 100% or 90-20. good, 10% on the weekend, eat a meal, whatever you want, or 80-20. That's all dependent on you. I'm pretty sure during this time, I was super strict because it was just easier for me to put all of my eggs in this basket. But every personality needs to do what they feel is best and is different for everyone. Two more points on this diet piece. I feel like I'm jumping around a little bit, but I am talking about diet right now. And so the other huge food group that I cut out is inflammatory oils. This one is huge. These are oils like sunflower oil, canola oil, soy oil, vegetable oil. These oils are not natural. These are not oils or fats you need. You don't need any of them to be healthy. Instead, they inflame the body. 
And unfortunately, they are in almost every single packaged food item. Sunflower oil, canola oil, they are in almost all packaged food, which is why it's just easier to just stop buying packaged food. Like that's just the easiest way to live. But they're also in so many different sauces. And this is, I didn't want to talk about this because this is a pretty intense <laughs> category because then people feel like they can't eat anything. But I'm just being honest with what I did. And I personally feel like taking out inflammatory oils, like all of these crappy oils, was life-changing for me. That's when I feel like my internal inflammation really, really changed. It's also just another good reason to not eat out a lot because most restaurants use crappy oils. They use vegetable oil. They use canola oil. So it's just, I eat at a restaurant maybe once or twice a week. That kind of fluctuates depending on, you know, how many girlfriends I'm having lunch dates with or whatever, but I go to healthy restaurants, but I always kind of do assume they don't use the best oil. So, and I know that, and I'm okay with that. That's like my 80-20, right? But it is easy to avoid inflammatory oils like vegetable oil and sunflower oil if you stop eating packaged food. Just shop on the perimeter of the grocery store, which is fruits, vegetables, meat, dairy, eggs. That's all you need. You don't need to go into the actual aisles of the grocery store. The only thing I really get into the, in the aisles of the grocery store are like marinara sauce, which usually has really crappy oil. So now I get like a expensive one, but it's, it's worth it. But I know it is privileged to buy healthy products. I'm very aware of that. And then noodles. I usually get the bonza chickpea noodles that are at health food stores. I love those noodles. Those are gluten-free. The simplest way to change your diet habits though is going to the grocery store on a full stomach. Don't go when you're hungry because you will buy junk. And then when you're hungry, when you buy junk and you bring it home, you will eat junk. So just stop buying bags of chips. When you don't buy bags of chips, then you can't eat them when you're home. It's so much harder to eat crappy if you just don't buy it. So just stop buying the packaged snacky food and then buy fruit. So then when you're in, in like a munchy mood, the only thing you really have is fruit and then that's your only option. And then that's how the habit changes. So just stop, stop buying packaged food. It's a waste of money. Okay, so after I did celery juice for about a year and a half, I didn't necessarily see that many changes. Like, I was giving myself time to heal. I was not expecting myself to heal in six months. I, had, I did not have that expectation for my body. I was like, I know this might take a year or two. But somewhere in there, I muscle tested my body and I asked it, if it wanted celery juice and it only said like once or twice a week so then that cut down my habit I'm like well why am I doing this seven days a week if my body doesn't even want it so then I kind of shifted to there is a product called ion biome and it's from the doctor Dr. Zach Bush basically it's a liquid substance 
that you ideally take three times a day. And it, it's so hard to explain what it is, but it's basically a liquid substance that is the molecular structure of soil because our microbiome needs to have food right from the ground and soil right from the ground to be healthy. So this product is that molecular structure. It's so hard to explain, but it is meant to tighten the junctions of like a leaky gut. So it tightens the junction and helps leaky gut. So then it helps with allergies and it helps with all of these gut symptoms. And so, but you have to do it consistently. You can't just like, oh, once in a while, do it. So I did it three times a day for a few months. I was very, very consistent with it. So I slowly transitioned to different things along my journey just by, "Mm, I think it's time for this. Now I'm going to try this. Meanwhile, always eating very, very good. My diet didn't change much until just recently I started eating meat. But until then, I was vegan, just eating very healthy. Then after Ion Biome, around that time, I was introduced to TRS. And I talked about this in the past episode, but it's the spray you put under your tongue. And it basically detoxes heavy metals out of your body. It can also detox out minerals and vitamins. That science is kind of debatable. Debatable. So I think it's very important to, I don't know that you have to take a lot of vitamins while you're taking TRS because what if it's just taking the vitamins straight out of you as you take them? So I would go maybe two weeks on or three weeks on TRS you know, hoping that it's pulling heavy metals out of my body. And then when I stop it, then I load up on my minerals and vitamins to restore what may have gotten depleted. And that's just, that's, I don't know how much science is on that, but with what I've read, it's all debatable. So again, I just feel like it was an intuition thing. So the real name is, it's a zeolite. It's a zeolite spray. And there's many options out there. There are some miraculous stories of it with children that have like autism because autism could be caused by heavy metals. And then children that take the zeolite spray, the heavy metals detox from their body and their autism symptoms dramatically, dramatically get better. So if you want to research it, Man, I don't know how to find it. I would Google like TRS Zeolite Spray and try. There's a Facebook group. Um, it seemed so religious when I was reading about it. There's people that are just like so into it and so black and white about it, like thinking it's everything. But I don't take it that often anymore. I think with everything, there's a time and a place. So I just had my chiropractor retest it this week and it said, no, my body doesn't want it. And I haven't taken it in a long time, so I just trust that. So after celery juice, ion biome, zeolite spray, I was always taking supplements throughout this, and I talked about this in the last episode. I love 
taking this liver supplement from Designs for Health called Hepatitone Plus. I do not know if that's how you say it, but there's herbs for your liver and mushrooms in it. I'll actually put this in the podcast caption. I need to put these words in the podcast podcast caption that's good that's what will help you because I don't know if I'm saying these words right so I apologize but I obviously support myself through supplements and yes they can get expensive and that's again where I kind of feel like I have privilege here because my husband has some connections with some of these really good high quality supplements because he's in the health industry and so I do have access to some of these high quality supplements So I will list in the podcast description the supplements that have helped me. And I'll actually write this out. But then another life-changing thing was digestive enzymes. You know how you always hear about probiotics? Well, of course, I was always taking those. To me, that's kind of like a multivitamin or B vitamin or magnesium. Like there are non-negotiables you have to be on. Like a B vitamin and magnesium, probably vitamin D or zinc. These are some non-negotiables everyone should be on if they have the means. And probiotics are expensive, but I would, I am not an expert. I should have said that again at the beginning. This is just my experience. I would suggest digestive enzymes over probiotics. I actually don't want to say that blanket statement because you need both. (laughs) But Digestive enzymes, eating them with every meal, that was life-changing. Because if you have low stomach acid or gut issues, you probably don't have all the enzymes required to digest a lot of your food. So digestive enzymes are major, major. And then other things that just slowly rotate and change based on, I swear, just my intuition is like, I just randomly rotate through drinking aloe vera, aloe vera juice. And then suddenly I don't drink that anymore and I'm drinking some beet juice every day. I can't explain why I just randomly choose different things. Actually, a really good story is a month ago, I was in the grocery store and I just picked up ashwagandha root powder from the shelf. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm going to buy this. I didn't read anything recently about it. I obviously know it's healthy for you, but I didn't read anything about it. Nothing. It was just, it was so random. There was no logic to it. I just took it off the shelf, bought it. And it wasn't until like two or three weeks later that I read how supportive it is for your thyroid. And I, and, and it's really good for anxiety too. But I had no idea and I just bought it. And to me, that is the best intuition story. And so watch yourself at the grocery store. Like if you just wanna buy beet juice, let yourself buy beet juice. So I casually just rotate items like that for sometimes no logical reason. And to me, this is how I just trust my intuition. And it's healthy. It's not like it's going to um, be bad for me in any way. It's just, oh, I feel called to this, so I'm just going to buy it and start using it. So there's no deficit. There's, There's no con or risk to 
drinking beet juice, you know? So you're not going to lose anything. It's healthy. And that's actually such a good point to end with is that when your doctor is just like, oh, let's just put you on this pill, that pill has side effects. Every pharmaceutical drug you take is a risk. There are side effects and it is a risk and it most likely affects some type of organ in your body. But if you wanna start eating healthy and you wanna start eating more fruits and vegetables, there is no risk to it. There's none, there's zero. The side effect is getting healthier and detoxing and cleansing and supporting and nourishing your body. It just seems like such an easy choice when you can think of it like that. So I did celery juice, ion biome, zeolite spray, many, 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 many different supplements and many supporting foods and things like aloe vera, beet juice, things are constant we're constantly shifting and changing they still are i'm still in middle of healing i've seen a dramatic increase in all of my symptoms like bloating and skin itching i've healed those things but i think healing is a continuous journey so where i'm at now is i'm eating very paleo so i'm eating animals and a lot of fat and protein so it's very, very different from what I was doing a year and a half ago. But I just feel like my intuition was ready for that nourishment. It was like, you need animals now to nourish your body. And I heard that people with really low stomach acid, which is a lot of people, don't crave meat. So I feel like I healed my gut so much that now it's ready to eat meat. I don't know if that's true, but that that makes sense to me. That resonates with me. And I think that's what's happened to me. So right now in my journey, I am my number one priority. So I healed my bloating. I healed my skin itching. And also the crazy thing is I sleep through the night now. I used to wake up at 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. And that indicates a problem with your liver. I used to wake up in the night. I never slept full nights. Now for a full month now, except my cat woke me up two nights ago. For a full month now, I have slept from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. without waking up once, without peeing in the middle of the night. Like, to me, that's earth-shattering. I never knew that was possible. So now I am sleeping through the night because I think I am getting my adequate amount of calories and fat and protein that my body can fully, fully rest and detox and do it's resting and regenerating and repairing all through the night. It's so amazing. So I've seen my major, major, major symptoms completely disappear, which is how I know I turned a corner. I haven't, it's September and I haven't bloated since June 19th. Like I know the date because it's such a sucky feeling. So I know I healed things. And in the last episode, I talked about how I'm 99% positive I passed parasites. And I think that was a big part of it. But suddenly in June, my health just turned a corner and all of my symptoms disappeared. And that's just what happens. I still can't believe it happened. Um, But that's when I did shift to eating to eat animal protein. And I'm eating a lot of fat and protein and everything feels great. Everything feels amazing. So what I'm 
focusing on right now is my blood sugar. And I think I talked about this in the last episode, but I have learned how our hormones are so linked to our blood sugar, which is linked to what we eat and our emotional state. Obviously, if we're in emotion, if we are in emotional stress, our blood sugar rockets, it spikes. So our thoughts can spike our blood sugar, obviously, but also what we're eating and when we're eating can affect our blood sugar, which then can create hormone issues. And that's a whole other episode. And I am not the expert in talking about this, but this is this, I am at this phase in my healing now. So everything I do is for my blood sugar. So I wake up in the morning and I drink a lot of water and I have a really healthy fat and protein breakfast at like 7 a.m. And then I eat three hours later at like 10 a.m. So typically at 7 a.m. I eat bacon, turkey bacon. I don't eat pork. I eat turkey bacon and eggs typically. It changes sometimes. But then at 10 a.m. I do my nourishing smoothie. So it's some fruit or frozen, okay, some fruit, berries. I use berries and frozen spinach or frozen kale. Then I add things like ashwagandha, barley grass juice extract, and then a pea protein. This is where I add any health thing that I want, like spirulina and all the things. And then I either add like an avocado for fat or cashews to make it a little creamy. And that's my nourishing breakfast at around 10 a.m. I am not necessarily hungry at 10 a.m., but I eat every three to four hours because I am taking care of my blood sugar and I am trying to get a healthy amount of calories in so that my body can be fully nourished and that I can have the energy I want and my body is using energy from food and not from stress hormones like cortisol or adrenaline because when women fast if I fasted my body would basically go into a stressful state and then pump out stress hormones which are cortisol and adrenaline and then my energy source is then stress hormones and not food this is why they say fasting isn't great for women and yes, you can debate every single topic. We hear, <laughs> we hear this is good or this is bad, and it's all debatable. I understand that. But it's just whatever you resonate with, to be honest. But supposedly, the fasting science research is, has only been done on men. And I fully believe childbearing age women, ovulating women, they need to be eating enough calories, they need to be nourishing their bodies, and they need to be eating fat and protein. And obviously, carbohydrates but carbohydrates are like in berries that's just taken care of when you have a smoothie and then after I have a workout of course I am eating carbohydrates I am not afraid of them after a workout my body needs to be replenished by carbs so I have my smoothie at 10 a.m and then typically I work out at noon and then after my noon workout I have a carbohydrate with a veggie with a piece of meat It's so simple. It's like mono eating. 
it's no elaborate recipes. It's just like some sweet potato, a vegetable, and a chicken thigh. I hate chicken breasts. I only eat chicken thighs. So then that's around 2 p.m. And then around 6 p.m., I make a dinner and it's basically the same type of food. It's a carb, a veggie, and a piece of meat. And I don't track my calories. I don't track my protein or fat. I have general ideas of what things are. I don't track any numbers whatsoever because it's a feeling at the end of the night. There's a feeling in my body where I used to go to bed hungry or I used to wake up in middle of the night hungry. When I wasn't eating enough, I was waking up in middle of the night hungry and then I'd be like, I have to go and eat oatmeal or something. And then I would put a lot of coconut oil in it because coconut oil is so calorie dense. So if I know I'm lower on calories, I eat really calorie dense food. So it's a feeling that I get in my body. And I just, I don't know if anyone will understand that, but because I don't think I was eating enough, like last year and the year prior, I thought I was eating enough, but I wasn't. You do better once you know better. And so now I know better. I am eating more calories and more fat and protein. And so for me, it's just a feeling in my body of whether I ate enough that day. It's, you just have to get in tune with that feeling and I wasn't a year ago, so I'm still learning. And this is the major thing I've learned. I do think I used to run on stress hormones. I used to think eating light gave me so much energy, but I think I was running on stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, and I didn't know it. And I thought I was in tune then, and I thought, "Mm." but now, now that I'm actually getting, and now that I actually have energy from food, I know the difference. I can clearly tell the difference in my body when I'm running on stress hormones versus energy from food. And it's a learning journey. I'm still learning. Shoot, I should have said what carbs I eat. I need to, I need to remember that not all of you know everything and you might be confused when I say carb. So The carbs we eat in my house, so my husband is super, super, super healthy. He has been eating paleo for like 15 years maybe. So he knows way more about all of these topics than me. I know the bare minimum. I ask him all of my questions. So he's been eating paleo for that long. So the the carbs we eat are usually sweet potato, russet potato we make sweet potato fries or russet potato fries or we just you know cook them whole and then cut them open and put butter and salt on them we eat rice we eat gluten-free noodles we like the cauliflower gnocchi from trader joe's it's just has it just has um potato and cauliflower in it i think if we do tacos we use almond flour tortillas the whole fruit whole foods brand because they're gluten-free and they don't have inflammatory oils. Well, one of them actually does, I think. The almond flour tortillas, the brand 365, are, are clean. My husband loves to fry plantains. Those are like a family of a banana. <laughs> I don't, I, they look like a banana, but they're more starchy. 
and you cut them up and you fry them on a on a pan with like cinnamon and coconut oil and most of our cooking is just so simple like you could just put a a pan of vegetables like carrots and green beans on a pan drizzle olive oil and salt and pepper or just olive oil and salt and then roast it in the oven and you can cook meat like that it's just it's so simple it's nothing fancy it's just getting to the basics of cooking like oh also i need to say sea salt himalayan pink sea salt sea salt on your food is so 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 important salt is critical for our bodies that is actually such an important point so please stop buying normal table salt and go and get actual mineral sea salt like pink himalayan sea salt this episode is getting too long so i'm going to wrap up so just to recap i hope you find a doctor or a practitioner that will help you to get to the root of your issues please get a gi map stool test please get blood results or blood tests to see where you are at and always advocate for yourself and get multiple opinions try to learn what it feels like to make the decision yourself what does that feel like in your body what do you feel is the next right step i don't think you can go wrong i i don't think there's a wrong choice i think we learn through everything we do so I don't think making a wrong choice is a thing. I think we learn through every experience and that's the point of life. There's no wrong way to go about it. You are being led so perfectly at exactly the right time. And if you really wanna get serious, get serious about your diet, rein it in. I know that's usually the hardest piece, but how would you treat yourself if you got a crazy disease diagnosis today, if you got your wake-up call, how would you change? I think we know those answers. Like I know for me, years ago, I'd ask myself this question and I know everything I do in my day would be to nourish and support my body. So that's how I live now. And it gives me so much joy to nourish my body and to support my body. Maybe you'll never feel that, but this is a lifestyle to me because it brings me so much joy. I believe my body is a gift from God, from the universe. I believe it is magical. It is magnificent. It is a gift. And I want to listen to it and I want to take care of it, not for some outcome of not getting cancer, but because I want to feel good right now today. That's it. That's the reason. And it just deserves it. My body deserves to be treated well. So if you guys have any questions about this, this again was a long podcast. It just shows how deep and huge this issue is. And I am not an expert. I am so not an expert. I know a little bit about a lot of topics and things. I don't, I don't know that much in depth about things. So I'm not an expert on this at all.
but I do like to learn things myself. That's just my personality because I love learning every single day. So if you have any questions, contact me on Wise Women Diaries on Instagram. It's wise underscore women underscore diaries.